is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. Kind of went back and forth in, in my own mind about this. You know, historically, you would not have a commissioner that had, had gone through, you know, a, a, a tenure and not have an opportunity at the chairmanship. Um, we also have a, a vice chair um, that normally the vice chair would, would take over that position. Um, that's customary. I know last year we do, did something different. So Colton Wright, who is the chairman of the Santa Rosa County Commission, that's District 5. He's in District 5, Gulf Breeze and Tiger Point yesterday, uh, getting ready to do their reorganizational meeting, which is to figure out who's going to be the chair of next year. You know, one possibility is he could continue being chair. That's not the most normal thing, but it could happen. Uh, another possibility, as he was kind of alluding to there, is that uh, James Calkins, who is entering his fourth year as a commissioner, has not yet had a chance to chair the commission and it's i mean it's not entirely weird for you to go a tenure without having a chance to chair because there are four years and five commissioners right so you know there's going to be one left out every rotation so to speak but um you know it could have been that they'd go without having him or they could have given it to him thinking well this is your fourth and possibly final year because you never know if somebody doesn't get reelected, um and maybe he should be the uh the chair of the commission so i was waiting to see what would happen here because um having <laughs> having Commissioner James Calkins as the chairman for a whole year, there's pluses and minuses to that possibility. Um, uh, a plus is I'd have lots of material. Uh, <laughs> and just, you know, it would be a train wreck again and again and again. Um, uh, another um, plus to that is for the people who think that, you know, give people as much, um, uh, you know, opportunity to mess up as they need to show that they shouldn't have the job. And the opponents of James Calkins uh, probably thinking, you know, let him have it, let him have it. And then, you know, others thinking, well, you know, or and, and his supporters, weirdly in uh, agreement, thinking, yeah, yeah, let him be the chair. Let him show what he can do. You'll see. So there's a weird kind of anti-Calkins and pro-Calkins agreement on the matter. And um, and then you have people who be like, we can't endure a year. <laughs> We can't handle a year of that. Um, staff, oh, goodness, policy. You know, these things matter. It's not just a game uh, to let somebody, you know, mess up for a whole year and see what happens then. So the question is, which way would Colton go? Because I didn't know. You know, I figured he, was not, I figured he wasn't going to do it for, again for a year. I figured he wasn't going to put James Calkins up unless he thought, you know, strategically that would be a good move um, to, you know, whatever. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be Ray Eddington. I thought there was a 0% chance to be Ray Eddington. I didn't think it was going to be Colton Wright. So really, it's just a question whether it's going to be Calkins or the vice chair, Sam Parker. And you'll remember last year, maybe you don't, but last year, um, Calkins sort of pitched a fit that it wasn't him. 
you know, and there was a big fight over it. And uh, eventually, again, it was Colton Wright picked and then Sam Parker picked as the vice chair. So which way are you going to go, Colton? I'm all pins and needles. Given the circumstances, given that we still have two relatively new commissioners on the board, it would be my recommendation that the vice chair, Commissioner Parker, step up and become chair and then can select a vice chair or the board can can make motions at that at that time. Oh, <laughs> there was, there, I was very conflicted because there was one part of me that's like, of course, of course, it should be Sam. And there was another part of me is like, oh, Oh, but the radio, <laughs> the radio that could be had if it was going to be Chairman Calkins for the year. So, yeah, he's just going to be Sam Parker. And I'll just make that motion and without objection that Commissioner Parker become chair for fiscal year 2024. And I'm just waiting to see if Calkins is going to interject. All right. Seeing no objection, Commissioner Parker, I'll swap spots with you. All right, well, I'll slide that your way. That's it. It was just, that's it. It was over. <laughs> it was the worst <laughs> script ever for a melodrama. Just without objection. Okay, let's just change places now, you know? And then, and then, and here's where things got super weird. And look, I'm just telling you, in Escambia and Santa Rosa politics, never count out the weirdest possible development. Because you never know what's... That's kind of what keeps it entertaining sometimes, is you're like, well, what's going to happen next year? Don't know. Let's see. So Commissioner Calkins, who did not object, I thought he would. I want to be chairman. Okay, no, nothing like that. And then, you know, he... Well, Sam Parker is going to pick a vice chair. I do think with having Commissioner Calkins be on the board uh, for three years now uh, and that opportunity to kind of... get back and and sort of that leadership track of of you know preparing to become uh the chairman i would uh i'd like to ask for the board support and naming uh, commissioner calkins as vice chair for the upcoming fiscal year and i'll do so without objection all right hearing none commissioner calkins will be uh the vice chair for the upcoming year also no drama whatsoever interesting that he he made it sound like what they're setting him up for is that if he gets reelected, uh, which he's not even running for reelection yet, not officially. There are two challengers to his seat, uh, Jerry Cooey and Rhett Rowell, and uh, he has not even filed yet for reelection. Um, people are always asking me, you know, uh, what do you think James Calkins can get reelected? And I just don't, I don't predict Santa Rosa politics anymore. <laughs> I just, I'm, when when Dave Peach gets beat by Ray Eddington, I'm out. I'm out. I I can't tell you what's going to happen. Um, I, I know what makes sense to me. I know what seems to make sense, but I have no earthly idea. And so I don't, I just don't play that game anymore. Um, which <laughs> I don't know if I want to say it <laughs> there anyway. Um, so, and you know, he says, sure, you know, uh, I'll be the vice chair. And then this, like I said, this is the weirdest part. Cause if you listen to this show and you listen to me covering Santa Rosa County commission, you know, that Calkins V Wright has been, one of the most common storylines between the board members or Carrie Smith v. Calkins or Parker v. Calkins or, you know, Calkins is always the agitator, right? Um, or he gets his lackeys to get up there and his surrogates, his representatives, his buddies to get up there and cause trouble from the podium. Same thing against, you know, Smith or Wright or Parker. Um, so nevertheless, here he goes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I want to say that uh, uh, it's an honor. I appreciate serving with all of you. Uh, 
Commissioner Wright, you did a great job. I mean, it, it was what? I mean, it was a rough year. This whole year was, uh, you know, a lot of different issues, a lot of debate by this board, a lot of fights by us. And uh, I think this is a new chapter. That's it? That's it? Mm. <laughs> I mean, this has been a year of total chaos because of you, sir. Oh, he did a great job. Wonderful. Fantastic. I mean, I can't tell you how many clips I have played of him fighting with Colton over everything. You did a great job. I really believe God is in control. He lets everything happen for a reason. I think uh, Commissioner Parker did make the right decision uh, a year ago to back Mr. Wright. And uh, I think it was a, a good year. And, and heck, I've had some time to learn a lot in those years. And Okay. So there you go. Um, you know, it was it was kind of interesting. I was just looking back at the um, uh, the cuts from the previous year, and um, there was there was in the the reorganizational meeting last year. Um, it was Sam Parker who had mentioned that Colton put up Col uh, Colton and James Hawkins had actually agreed to it. So I, I guess I misremember. I thought he had fought for it more last year, and I I apologize for uh, misdescribing that. I was just I was trying to confirm. Or see if there was any good clips from last year, and I looked it up, and uh, sure enough, last year, uh, you know, Sam nominated Colton, James Calkins agreed, so okay. But like I said, just it's so odd. But you never know what's going to happen, Santa Rosa County politics. And then Sam Parker jokes like, "Ah, oh, I would have kept Colton, maybe if I could have, maybe." Yeah, he did so good. I was trying to do a coup to like nominate him again, and <laughs> Mrs. Wright said she wanted her husband back. So uh, we do appreciate you, and uh, hope you have a. A, uh, a much needed vacation with your wife coming up. So with that, the meeting's adjourned and I'll see you gentlemen on Thursday. Yeah. Regina wants Colton back. <laughs> so there you go. So what, what seemed like it was going to be big drama turned out to be no drama at all, which kind of was, it was a fizzle of a meeting. If you were interested in big moments. Now there were a couple of important things that happened. Um, but even the whole flood defenders thing, that was a little bit of drama at the beginning. I'll get to that later in the show with Chris Curb and his kind of, he's with flood defenders and he's very, very common speaker in both counties about flood, flood water mitigation and, um, worked for Escambia County for a long time in that regard and is now an activist or an, uh, a lobbyist for flood defenders. And, uh, you know, there'd been a lot of back and forth recently between him and now former chairman, uh, Colton Wright, and, you know, he'd promised to pack the meeting yesterday with speakers, and it did not happen. Um, but I wasn't counting, because I don't watch the meetings, I listen to them, but, you know, I'd say three or four people from Flood Defenders were there, something like that. And it was, there was some tense moments in the beginning, but nothing. If you were expecting a drama last night, you didn't get it. Um, kind of like the most recent Milton City Council meeting. You'll notice I haven't played any, any clips from the most recent City Council meeting. You know why? Nothing. Nothing. No, and and by the way, I mean nothing dramatic. Uh, Jeff Snow was not there. Okay. And Jeff Snow and Mayor Heather Lindsay are the ones who fight the most. Um, but Jeff Snow was not there. And there was very little drama. There was very little all that important, honestly, that got done. It was just kind of boring. Um, and so you haven't heard me play much from that either. Because like, I know nothing I would share from that meeting you, you would find interesting. It was brief. Just like the meeting last night was very brief. 522 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Hey, Pensacola, Dave Ramsey here. I want to talk to you about my friends over at Gulf Coast Air Care. They've been trusted members of your community for over 25 years. 
owner Todd St. Ors and his team focus on the indoor air quality side of HVAC for the people who want comfortable, healthy, and energy-efficient homes and workplaces. Gulf Coast Air Care can help you with dusty, moldy, or leaky duct systems, hot or cold rooms, and odors, and humidity issues. They test for duct leaks, and they do the repairs. If you need duct cleaning, duct repairs, or air filtration, you should call them today. Remember what Todd always says, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Call Gulf Coast Air Care today at 850-934-2768 or visit them online at gulfcoastaircare.com. That's 850-934-2768 or gulfcoastaircare.com. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's open enrollment time for health insurance. Have you signed up? Do you know where? Whether you currently have coverage or not, there are some important things you need to know. Have you signed up? Do you know where? Get your questions answered. Tune in today at 10 as Chad McHugh from Affiliated Insurance joins the Pensacola Expert Panel so you can get the facts and the latest information on health care. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Use is directed. Keep out of reach of children. Simon Phoenix knows he has some competition. He's finally matched his meat. You really licked his ass. That's met his match and kicked, kicked his ass. Everybody needs a little demolition man in their lives. A, a, a genuinely mediocre movie by movie making standards, but full of nuggets of science fiction prediction. <laughs> it was fascinating. 525. Also, I've been going back and listening to old Cars albums, like kind of before I was a fan of the Cars, and uh, there's some good stuff in there and some not so good stuff. 525 on News Radio. Can you confirm, Jake, that the early Cars is that? Well, I mean, the first album is a, no doubt a blockbuster, but like yeah. second and third and fourth albums are kind of like, well, that's good. Not so much that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like going to a pizza buffet. After about the third or fourth slice, you're like, oh, man, this is really great, but I just can't. Just and and anymore. maybe you maybe the first slice you got was the um, the 55 minute old mushroom. <laughs> you know, been under the, the one heat that's lamp. been in the heat lamp a bit yeah. long. Mm-hmm. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David. Well, they still want answers in Maine. 
Senators there are asking the U.S. Army Inspector General about concerns that were raised by Army Reserve personnel about former reservist Robert Card and his mental health and any actions taken in response. Maine Senators Susan Collins and Angus King sent that letter. They want to know if anything more could have been done that would have prevented Card from that shooting that killed 18 people last month. Thousands of people gathered in New York last night for an event they they called United for Israel. It marked 30 days since the attack of October 7th uh, to honor the lives lost and renew the plea to get the hostages back. And uh, the striking actors union has now rejected what they said was going to be the last best and final offer from the major Hollywood studios yesterday as the strike continues. SAG-AFTRA says there are still items where they can't agree, uh, such as the use of artificial intelligence and using people's likeness without permission. I I always think that um, these contract negotiations are a little bit like, you know, international diplomacy, which uh, are also in turn pretty much like haggling over a rug at a Middle Eastern bazaar. (laughs) You know, where like, okay, yeah, you you know, like you go in and, you know, how much for this rug, my friend? And he's like, a hundred dollars. You're like, oh, Never would I pay $100. You're trying to take food out of my children's mouths. I'll pay 70 And then he in return is like, what are you trying to do? Take away my house? You know, and everybody is like pearl clutching all the way through. And then, you know, I would never, I would never pay. I would never sell it for 70 I sell it for 90 Cannot go any lower, my friend. You know, and eventually they haggle on some middle ground. They, they completely give in in the end, right? You know. Which I'll by take the, it. Yeah, exa- exactly. But you only know. if you throw in that genuinely authentic Rolex right there on the show. Oh, yes, yeah. right, exactly. And uh, <laughs> that's it. The, what I always find interesting, uh, David, thanks so much for the update. What I always find interesting about that, and I, I had a totally different perspective on this because um, I had a, um, a pastor was basically talking about this in a sermon one time. And so, Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't. It was, it, was, um, it was actually when we went to Israel, the guy that was our tour guide kind of explained it. He said, so you Americans don't understand this process at all. You are so focused on the point of the negotiation is to get the end result and to buy or not buy the thing that you misunderstand the the Middle Eastern haggling entirely. Middle Eastern haggling is not about what deal you get. It's about building a friendship. And that's why when you go in and you look and you see the silver piece and you're like, how much for this? And he says 50 and you say, "Okay, thanks. And you don't buy it. And he's like, why don't you want to be friends? Because <laughs> the purpose is to be friends. And, you know, and if you buy it at 50, same reaction. Why don't you want to be friends? He doesn't want to sell it to you for 50. He knows that's ridiculous. He wants you to offer 20. And then he wants to act insulted. And then he wants to tell you, no, I can't go below 45. And he wants you to act insulted. And you go through this act back and forth of haggling and getting to know each other and making fun. And it's a, it's a charade. And then in the end, you're, you're friends. And it doesn't really matter what price you paid for the jewelry. You got the jewelry, he got the money, but you guys became friends. That's, again, my Middle Eastern tour guide, you know, that's what he says. And it's always made sense to me ever since that Americans are just terrible at making friends. Because, because we're all interested in the transaction. You know, the only thing that matters to us is, look, I want I want the dang necklace. That's all I want. I'm trying to get my wife a gift while I'm here in, you know, in Jerusalem. So anyway, just uh, it changed my perspective on all of that. And even if you look in the Bible... There's this one very famous portion in Genesis where um, God, in the form of these, um, well, God comes and visits Abraham, and he's going to destroy, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And then um, Abraham's like, well, what if there's 50 good people in there, and you're going to destroy the whole city? And God's like, well, no. And he says, well, no, I won't destroy it in case. He said, well, what if there's only 45? You know, and then what if there's 40? What if there's 30? What if there's 40? And this is long, like, ridiculous passage, and he gets down to if there's, you know, 10, 
and God says he won't destroy it. Well, it turns out in the end he won't destroy it without rescuing Lot and his family, even less than 10. So God wasn't giving anything he wasn't willing to give. But the point is, it was haggling. It was Abraham getting to know God. That was the point, not the end landing point of how many people he was not going to destroy the city over. Anyway, just a, just a thought for you on a Tuesday morning. We'll be back in just a few minutes after Fox News and David Wayne's local news. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa. Voters in at least 37 states going to the polls to cast their ballots in state and local elections. All 140 seats in the Virginia State House up for grabs, many calling it a referendum for abortion rights. In Kentucky, Republican Attorney General Daniel Cameron wants to boot the incumbent Democrat Andy Bashir from the State House, while in Mississippi, Republican Governor Tate Reeves trying to fend off a challenge from Brandon Presley. The war continues between Israel and Hamas, Fox's Trey Yanks in southern Israel. Today, though, the Israelis are taking the fight back to Hamas. They continue gaining more territory inside the Gaza Strip. The level of destruction growing throughout Gaza as the Israelis continue their airstrikes, artillery strikes, and ground operations. It's been one month since Hamas launched its attack on Israel, drawing the response. America is listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio. 923, it's 57 degrees. Partly cloudy skies this morning in Pensacola. A five year old girl was found safe yesterday after the vehicle she was sitting in was stolen from a home in the Bellevue neighborhood with her in it. We're very, very relieved, very happy to reunite the, the five year old child with, with a mother. That's Escambia County Sheriff Chip Simmons. Now, that girl and the the vehicle she was in was found over by Woodsy's Bar on Mobile Highway about an hour after she was taken. The sheriff's office did identify a suspect as 23-year-old Miracle Armstrong. Sheriff Simmons says his deputies won't rest until they have found her. A Pensacola man has been sentenced following conviction being convicted on hundreds of sexual abuse charges. According to Channel 3, Robert Cota was found guilty last Wednesday. Those charges include sexual battery on a victim under 12 and sexual battery while in a position of custodial authority. At the time of his arrest in November of 2021, Cota was charged with 600 counts of sexual assault and incest. The state attorney's office says Cota sexually abused the victim for several years. He was sentenced to two life sentences plus 35 years in prison. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office says a domestic violence suspect was killed after shooting at deputies yesterday. That happened early in the morning, about 630 at a townhome in the Wright area. Deputies responded to the scene and 58-year-old Jose Medina allegedly ran into a bedroom to get a weapon and began firing multiple shots. I can say that from our um, initial review, uh, our our officers act with complete heroism and uh, certainly act with the training that takes literally this all transpired in a matter of a few seconds. That is Sheriff Eric Aiden. He says one deputy returned fire. The victim told investigators Medina was an ex-boyfriend and refused to leave the home then threatened to kill her. Aiden says all deputies involved are now on administrative leave while FDLE and the state attorney's office investigates. The city of Milton looking for a new representative for uh, Ward 4. That's because city councilman Jason Vance officially resigned at the end of last month uh, because he and his family moved outside of city limits. Any Ward 4 residents that are interested should be at least 18 years old, a U.S. citizen, and have lived in the ward for at least one year. While there's no announced deadline, interested parties should drop off an application as soon as possible at City Hall. 
The Florida House and Senate considering a total of five bills during the special session in Tallahassee. Uh, Three are on the conflict in the Middle East, including setting aside $35 million for security measures at Jewish schools, temples, and community centers. We will always stand with Israel and the Jewish people throughout the globe, today, tomorrow, and forever. House Speaker Paul Renner called for a moment of silence for Israel uh, and for the victims of a racially motivated shooting in Jacksonville that happened last August. Two of the other bills would offer Hurricane Adalia relief and expand the Family Empowerment Scholarship Program. House Democrats attempted to introduce four more bills for consideration. Those failed to earn the two-thirds support needed to be added to the agenda. 535 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. Beautiful day today with mostly sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 62 degrees. We will have another beautiful day for Wednesday with sunshine, 80 degrees for your high. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 63. For Thursday, we will have a few clouds, a small chance of a stray shower, high near 79. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 66. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now we've got 57 degrees in Pensacola, 59 in Gulf Breeze, and 51 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. What is News Radio 92.3? News, news and information, information for Pensacola. Pensacola. The Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay, 5 till 9. The Pensacola Expert Panel or Pep Talk from 9 to 11. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins, 11 until 2. Guy Benson from 2 to 4. Pensacola right now from 4 to 7. Dave Ramsey from 7 to 10. WEAR-TV at 10. And Brian Kilmeade overnight at 11. On News Radio 92.3. Inform local, dependable. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, Pensacola Bay Oysters, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. There's nothing worse than being charged to spend your own money. That's why at Pen Air Credit Union, our fee-free checking account has surcharge-free ATMs available from Pensacola to Pencil wherever. So wherever you go, you can bet there's a surcharge-free ATM waiting for you. Because, hey, we don't like fees any more than you do. So our checking has no monthly fees, no balance requirements, and thousands of surcharge-free ATMs nationwide. Pen Air Checking. It just fits better. Make the switch at penair.org slash checking. Federally insured by NCUA. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. The 38th annual Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival is Thursday through the 19th in venues all along the Florida, Alabama Gulf Coast. Hear the writers' songs from seasoned and aspiring songwriters from all over the world. See frankbrownsongwriters.com. The National Park's fee-free day is Saturday. Find out more at nps.gov. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com.
Good morning, 534, or 38 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I swear I'm good at math. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pen- I just can't read numbers. Um, <laughs> I'm Andrew McKay. This is the Pensacola Morning News. Yesterday we had a chance to talk to Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson, as we typically do on a Monday uh, morning. Uh, Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're having you go in and out a little bit on the cell phone. We'll just make sure that that connection is okay. Um, one of the things, you had a couple of uh, people die from what we think may be drugs, but we're not quite sure yet because you got to get the uh, the, the uh, you know the uh, autopsy report. Is that right? Yeah, and it happens more than you would think in Santa Rosa County, unfortunately. Um, you know, that's why the uh, Attorney General came out here to do a press conference because we have such a high uh, overdose rate in the panhandle. So she came out with that program, One Pill Can Kill, and, um, you know, we're trying to make a dent in the fentanyl uh, process. It's just, it's crazy. And you you had, um, it's like you say, you know, people people who are connected to it in the sense that they have a family member or they lose a family member or somebody who struggles, yeah. they're well aware. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's a lot of people like me who, you know, it, it doesn't touch me directly yet. Uh, you know, but it's a it's a horrible, awful thing. You actually wrote an opinion piece about this not that long ago, a week or two ago, right? Yes. And what what was in that? What because I, I read it, but it's, it's been a minute since I yeah. you know, remember reading about it. Yeah, basically, you know, we're just trying to get people aware of what's going on because, as you said, a lot of people aren't touched by it, but there are so many that are. And um, you know, the fentanyl crisis is just. It's blossoming in the panhandle, unfortunately, and um, all these pills that are being pressed and and sold as ecstasy or whatever, a lot of them contain fentanyl, and the people who are selling it don't care, and the people who are buying it, um, you know, they don't care either. They think they're getting one thing, and they get something else, and they end up dying, and we're just trying to put a dent into it. That's why I came out with the interdiction unit for the interstate, and, um, you know, our, our narcotics unit works diligently, but, you know, we're trying to make a dent. Well, that's the challenge, right? And as you've said many times, I mean, you know, Escambia County has this core program working with DMS to try to get folks on the, you know, the the drug that basically prevents them from wanting or enjoying the high, and that's had some success. And the way I think yeah. is if we save one, then that's one person we've saved and one person that we're not continually processing with EMS and wasting resources on. So that's that's good, you know, and if it's five, it's ten, these effects are better. Uh, but you've been doing this in the jail for a long time, but the problem you've always told me you run into is they don't want it. They'd rather have the high. Yeah, and, you know, it's totally free, and that's the scary part. That's that's the scary part about addiction. You can get help. It's free, and it's 100% effective, and you don't take it. I mean, that tells you how addictive these drugs are. Yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable. It's just, I mean, it's very difficult to because ra- you know, I mean, I'm a kind of a rational person. You give me the information, I'll act on it. Um, and you know, you, my whole life you've been telling me that these drugs were bad, and so I haven't used them. And then now you're telling me this extra drug is extra terrifying and scary. And I'm like, but who uses it? Well, you know, the people that are hooked, they they want the result that it gets. I mean, it's not by accident they're taking it, right? Correct. And, uh, you know, as I said before, you know, it, it must be one heck of an addiction because here you are sitting in jail, which a place no one wants to be. And we have something that's free that will keep you from coming back to jail and yeah. you won't take it. I mean, it's just to me, it's incredible. I wanted to ask you a different kind of question. I was reading, uh, I saw a post on social media, which means that it's got about an 8% chance of being true. Um, But, (laughs) you know, it was the kind of thing that fit with other things that I know, and so I I gave it a little bit more attention. It was a post that said that 
you know, the major source of um, problems that kids are having with their phones, with, you know, sexting or pictures or inappropriate texts or just bad behavior, all of it is Snapchat. Now, I had Snapchat on my phone for a while. I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen, and I just, just you know, deleted it. Um, but I was curious. We talk about phones and kids and safety and, yes, have their passwords, and, yes, don't let them have a phone unsupervised. That's the craziest thing you could ever do. But is it Snapchat in particular, or are there other applications in particular that you see from a law enforcement perspective are continually causing problems? Yeah, and, see, that's the problem. Um, as soon as you latch on to one program like Snapchat or something like that, they come out with another. Yeah. Um, and, and so there are so many out there right now. I mean, you just, it, it's crazy. So as, what I would tell parents is this, you bought the phone for that child. I don't care if they're six or 16 or it doesn't matter. They live in your house. You bought that phone. That phone belongs to you. Check it consistently. And if they say, well, that's my privacy, you know, you don't have privacy. You're, you're, you're being fed by me. You're being housed by me. That phone is because of me. Um, you get privacy when you start paying your way outside the house. And that's the way it should be. But a lot of parents don't want to invade the privacy. And then that's when bad things happen. Um, you saw a press conference I did a while back where we, uh, we had a bunch of people come to Santa Rosa County thinking that we're going to have sex with children that they were hitting up on, on the phone. And of course they met our deputies instead, but um, it's, it's so simple for them to get a hold of a child and, um, you know, talk them into something. So I would just say to the parents out there, check the phone. And if they get upset, they get upset. So what? At least they're not going to be killed or, or, you know, sexually abused. And, and I mean, video games, same thing, right? The video game platforms yeah. and the chat on the online in the video games is one of these other, like, yeah. you may not think of it, but if your kids are playing a lot of video games, that's a major access point, right? Oh, yeah. Xbox, PS5, all those game systems. Yeah, you can chat and you can, you can send pictures. You can do all kinds of stuff on those things. And um, that's scary as well. But and I'll say that it's the same as the phone. I mean, as a parent, you bought that for them. So it's basically yours. Um, check that as well. Um, you'd have to go online. I'd have to go online and Google how to check it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's how much that's how much I know about these computer systems. So um, but I would definitely be checking all anything that can get them access to another human being. Um, I'd be checking. it. We're, we're so at least most of us are so at least diligent to some degree about who we let our kids hang out with, you know, talk yeah. with, go do things with. And then we forget maybe, or we just kind of out of ignorance or just out of, maybe it seems a little hard to figure out how to operate the thing that they're using. Um, yeah. Let them just hang out with and, you know, basically without being in person, sleep over with whoever they want to sleep over with because it happens to be on a phone or via an app or on their Xbox or whatever. And that's just, I mean, it, yeah. it's, 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 most of the time it's going to be okay, but there are a lot of times where it's not okay. And that's, uh, well, yeah. And we live in scary times with mm -hmm. scary people out there. There are people out there that just have no conscience whatsoever. And it doesn't matter that it's a child. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just all about them. And, um, you know, we try to get as many of those off the street as we can, but, um, there are so many out there. Absolutely. Well, Sheriff Johnson, I super appreciate the time as always. Uh, Bob Johnson is the sheriff in uh, Santa Rosa County. He typically joins us on a Monday. We talk about what's going on in law enforcement. Uh, sheriff, we'll talk to you again next Monday. Thank you so much for the time, sir. 
Always a pleasure. It's 545 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Um, you know, if uh, you are, you have a company, you got employees, you got to figure out benefits, you got to figure out payroll, you got to figure out, you know, how to manage HR. And these are things that, you know, in the beginning when it's like one person, person or two people, it's not that big of a deal. But eventually, you know, you're managing a bunch and, you, you know, you might have handled it yourself or you might have handled it in-house and you might think, well, that's the way to go. Okay, maybe. I don't know. You know, maybe you figured something out. But if that's frustrating to you, irritating to you, or you wonder if maybe it can be done better or if it can just make your whole organization more efficient if you outsource that to somebody, that's what Torgerson Causey is there for. Now, also, even if you're doing it with one, you know, entity already and you wonder, could we not do it better? Could we not give our employees choices? Because that's what we had here at News Radio in Cat Country. Um, you know, we had one company we were using and uh, our boss, uh, Dave, talked to Torgerson Causey about, hey, you know, what can you guys do? And he decided to go for it, and we did it, and they have been fantastic for us. Like, they gave us options we didn't have, plans we didn't have, um, you know, better choices than we had before, and better customer service. They would always answer our questions, good detail-oriented folks. You know, Todd and Reed are both, you know, very detail-oriented. They love what they do. Um, they went into business to do a thing you hate to do, which is kind of the point, you know? Most everybody pays somebody else to do something they don't want to do themselves. Well, you let them do what you don't really want to do, and they do it well and you know, might even save money in the process, let alone have to pay money, right? So Torgerson Causey is there to help your employees with uh, the benefits and the HR and the payroll that you have to handle right now. More than 20 years working with local companies, including News Radio and Cat Country. Give them a call for a no-obligation review of what you're doing, 433-9996, or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. If you need new windows or doors for your home, heads up, this message is for you. New South is having a one-day factory sale, this Saturday only in our factory showroom. 40% off high-performance award-winning windows, 40% off energy-efficient windows and patio doors, 40% off our factory direct products installed. Bring in your measurements for on-the-spot pricing or call today. One day only, this Saturday from 9 till 4. Please visit us at NewSouthWindow.com. This Saturday only, save an additional 5% when you arrive before noon. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's M-M-E-R-I.F-A-M-U.edu. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Mary, educate, learn, talk. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out how this Thursday morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this Thursday morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. The 38th annual Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival is Thursday through the 19th in venues all along the Florida, Alabama Gulf Coast. Hear the writers' songs from seasoned and aspiring songwriters from all over the world. See frankbrownsongwriters.com. The National Park's fee-free day is Saturday. Find out more at nps.gov. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. I know that I have been hard on everyone here, but I am my father's daughter. And he always said, if at first you don't succeed, pack your bags. Going in there with nothing. 
we're going in there like every. I know that I. Excuse me? 549, sorry, 550 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines, and David Wayne would never ever tell you to pack your bags. He would say, try again. That's like right. A normal person. That's exactly <laughs> what I would do. How'd you know? I would. Hey, uh, voters in key parts of the country are headed to the polls today. Andrew, Kentucky's Democratic Governor. Andy Bashir running to win a second term against uh, Daniel Cameron, who currently serves as Kentucky's st- state attorney general uh, and has been endorsed by Donald Trump as well. Mississippi, people are headed to the polls. Uh, Governor Tate Reeves there seeking re-election, facing Brandon Presley. So we'll have to see what happens in those races. Uh, Senate Republicans unveiling a list of immigration reforms that they'd like to see attached to any foreign aid packages for Ukraine. The proposal from Senators Lindsey Graham, Tom Cotton, and James Lankford includes construction of the border wall. They want more pay for Border Patrol agents and changes to the nation's asylum laws. And concerned parents, mental health professionals, and uh, in some instances, even kids are... uh, having concerns about the mental health effects of social social media addiction. I'm sorry there. Uh, there's hundreds of lawsuits across the U.S. all asking uh, social media companies to change how their products work. One California case uh, could be important. It accuses uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook of using algorithms that hook kids and cause mental health problems. All right, yeah. I mean, none of that's really surprising. It's just a question when we're going to start acting on it, really. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 551 on News Radio 92.3. Yesterday at Santa Rosa County Commission committee meeting, we got a lot of uh, interesting little notes. One is that the burn ban is now extended through Friday. We wanted to talk about the emergency burn ban that was enacted on the 31st, and I've spoken with uh, Tom Lloyd at Emergency Management. The Division of Forestry has requested that we uh, continue that burn ban uh, I'm thinking at least in th- through Friday when we're predicted to get some rain, the humidity is still very low and we're very dry. So that's the request if you uh, would, the uh, board would approve it. And interestingly, this is a burn ban that was put in place on the authority of the chairman of the county commission, which he does have certain uh, emergency authorities. And uh, Colton Wright kind of explained why he did and also why he wanted to make sure that the board talked about this yesterday. Right. So you you gentlemen understand that and saw that we, you know, we have a burn ban in effect and uh, Division of Forestry and and as well as Tom Lloyd uh, came to Devan and myself um, late last week and were concerned with the the drought conditions. And uh, it's rare. As a matter of fact, I think it may be the first time the states come to us and said we've got some serious concerns about about burning. Um, So at that point, we made a a kind of a command decision, uh, being it was, you know, a bit of an emergency at that time for me to go ahead and sign it uh, and, and administration and uh, to agree with it. Um, but we didn't feel comfortable to take it past today without board approval. You know, I felt like it didn't want to override the board's authority. So um, they're asking us to extend it through Friday, November 10th, um, hoping to get some rain that day. Hope that may change some things. Are there any concerns with extending that? Okay. So in that case, we'll, uh, we'll just move to extend that. Friday, November 10th without objection. There you go. Done. And, you know, I appreciate that. Like, 
here's somebody who, you know, he recognizes the emergency power needed to be done because the state doesn't normally come and ask for this, and if they are, it must be serious. But then he says, but I didn't want to go past today on my own authority. I wanted to give you a chance to stop me if you thought we needed to stop or do something different. It's not my place really to speak for the entire commission, except under certain rare circumstances. And so pausing, asking permission, okay, good, without objection, let's extend it. That's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, that's just good governance right there. Also, we learned, uh, in case you maybe haven't been paying a lot of attention to this, bridges in Escambia and Santa Rosa County um, are not in the greatest shape always. And, for example, the um, the Navarre Beach Bridge, the Pensacola Beach Bridge, the Bob Sykes Bridge um, are going to need to be replaced, both of them. And each county... Um, <laughs> Though the toll was supposed to originally go to pay off the bridge and then they wouldn't have a toll. And you think, well, why'd they keep the toll in, San- in-, in Escambia County? Um, well, maybe it's going into an account to pay for the bridge replacement. No. <laughs> You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? Um, no, not exactly. But um, so the question of how that's going to get funded is going to start to be pressing pretty soon. But in Navarre, you know, similar issue, right? No toll. And so how are you going to fix the problem of that bridge is beyond its lifespan. It is now an obsolete bridge. Well, there's been a lot of talk about where the new bridge will go. Probably, if you ask me my guess, it's just going to extend south off of 87 right over to the beach because that sort of makes a lot of sense rather than where it's at now. Um, but there's still the question of funding. And Colton Wright, who had gone to D.C., uh, Washington, D.C., not Mayor D.C., uh, had gone to Washington, D.C. last week and was talking with some folks there, explained one of the things he learned while he was on the trip. I uh, met with Federal Highway Administration. Uh, Commissioner Anderson, you'll, you'll be glad to know we had some very good discussion about Navarre Beach Bridge and what future funding opportunities would, would be. Um, so just we really just discussed a path forward. They gave us some, some better understanding of what's out there um, that, that we really just didn't realize that there's some funds that we may be able to go after. So any, anytime we can do that and, and, and try to share that cost where it's not all, all born on the backs of the Santa Rosa County residents, um, it was just very promising uh, conversation there. So obviously no details given there about numbers or sources exactly. I'm sure more details came up in their private meetings, but that's great news. I mean, that's really good news if at least some of the funding for the replacement for the Navarre Beach Bridge might be borne by federal authorities rather than you know directly out of our uh, local you know ad valorem taxes or whatever. The other thing, and this is kind of a you know, an ongoing thing, but it's it's a big land of a lot of money that's going to help for the Whiting Field, uh, the aviation park project. Item number four. This is some really nice good news. Approve a Florida job growth grant agreement with the state, state of Florida Department of Commerce in the amount of $4.2 million for the Whiting Aviation Park taxiway and taxi lane connection and authorize the chairman to sign all related documents. It's basically just accepting... A whole lot of money for that taxiway and apron connecting Whiting Aviation Park to Whiting Field. Are there any questions or comments about that? All right. I think a lot of people don't realize how big a deal that is, but it's uh, this is yeah, that's, it's, it's that's a, a big, huge deal. I mean, I didn't want to comment by just saying that's a huge deal. It's huge. It's, it's a big huge, deal for the Navy. It's huge. It's huge. Huge, <laughs> as it would say. It's 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 a very bigly grant. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bigly grant. Uh, so anyway, so that's that's a, just another good news note. And, you know, we'll take the win. We'll take the money. That's a good development and, uh, you know, good governance and a lot of money going to the Whiting Aviation Park project, which is, you know, a very, very expensive thing that they're they're really on the 
process of getting uh, taken care of. Meanwhile, in Escambia County, the uh, meeting last week had some uh, two meetings, you know, the agenda conference in the morning and then the uh, the evening meeting had some interesting news notes. I thought this note from uh, Commissioner Bender was kind of fascinating, talking about some old equipment that they're repurposing. I'm going to highlight it because I'm laughing a little bit, too, you know. You're reinstating some stuff. It, they're old fire trucks that we took the bed off of, the actual pumping apparatus, put them on new chassis, and we've got dump bodies and patched truck bodies and stuff like that reused. All right, so what I'm looking at is we're reusing 1991 Navistar crew trucks. Wow. I, I mean, I'm just, I mean, we're repurposing something that's 32 years old. Doesn't have all the emissions compliance on it. Well, I understand, <laughs> but I'm just, I just, I mean, I'm just highlighting the fact that it's something from 1991 that we're still finding use out of. Absolutely. To the point that we re, we're, we're adding it back to our, our inventory of, of, of equipment. So, yeah. um, you know, again, I, these guys do a great job of manning our, managing our fleet. Uh, I know one of our fleets probably one of the older in the, probably older in the state, but, and it's, but it's things like this where we're, again, using equipment from 1991. Wes said we're still using some employees from 1991 that we get some work out of, so don't, don't be too hard on 1991. <laughs> the best way to keep your job is not doing anything. Don't do anything. can't make a mistake. <laughs> you know? so. I, I, I have to ask Wes if he was talking about him, but I think Wes might have started in 91. So, you know, Wes is the same. I, I think that's the reference there is uh, the same age in his tenure as these trucks that they're repurposing. See, we can save anything from 1991. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny moment. It's a great year. It's, it's not the only thing that we're getting, uh, that we're keeping on fleet from uh, 1991. Oh, um, also just an odd moment because uh, Stephen Barry decided to just randomly, for no reason at all, cut the public forum speaking time down from three minutes to two minutes apiece. Which in, in some places, like I think in Santa Rosa, it's four, and in Milton, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's three. But, you know, it wasn't like there were so many people speaking. There were only eight speakers. So suddenly the public has less input. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.